It's a comedy show. Doing quite well. Thanks so much for coming out, you guys, on a Tuesday to come see this show at UCB. Give it up for yourselves. That's a fun thing. I, uh, I wore some sneakers tonight. I, I'm usually a boot man. <laughs> Bootman. Um, usually a boot man myself, but I wore sneakers because, again, didn't want to go full lumberjack. So it's a little early in the year to go full lumberjack in September. Um, and also, usually, I am one half of a duo hosting this show. Usually, I host this show with uh, one Cameron Esposito, but she is sick. So let's give it up for her in absentia. She can hear you all the way where we live, and I'm not going to tell you where that is, because that would be a problem. <laughs> I don't live anywhere, man. Um, and we are married people, which is always a fun thing to just bring up, because, hey, that's the world we live in. Sometimes it's fun to re be reminded of that after you watch something like the debates last night. Um, <laughs> uh, who watched the debates last night? <laughs> Some excitement in that. It's almost as if the debates have just become like a college party game. It's not an actual thing. I mean, look, this has been like a rough... This has been, this has been, this has been. This has been, it's been a terrible election season. <laughs> hey, I kind of nailed that, didn't I? <laughs> it's been, oh no. I am too good at that. I think I have to retire from doing that ever again. I hate when people say it's been because I'm just like, <laughs> It's almost painful. <laughs> Did you guys know that Hillary Clinton was interrupted 70 times last night? She was interrupted as many times as she is years old. <laughs> and she has been preparing to be interrupted for her whole life. Like, half of that debate was her going, Yep. <sighs> Fucking knew this shit was gonna happen. Yep, but I better smile. Better stop smiling, because if I smile too much, they're gonna give me shit for that. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't like to swear, but fucking hell, man. <laughs> it is like, number one, it is all our fault that this even happened. Like, it is just straight up all of our fault. Because, like, we just are like, nah, everything's fine. Like, actually, straight up, it's white people's fault. It's not all of our fault. What, white people? I love that white people are the people like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> other white person let's slow down a little bit there are a lot of people on this planet who have spent a lot of time keeping to themselves and then we just came in took everything from them including themselves why didn't they stand up for themselves i asked this question <laughs> there is literally no bigger waste of time than a white person being like oh, i am not racist <laughs> yeah you are you're fucking white and you live in this country have you ever like read a textbook white person white person white i'm turning it the wrong way hang on because <laughs> if i was turning it this way it'd be black person white person white person white person white person that is a really great joke that'd be starting at the end which is only the beginning Feels like it's about 35% Bernie supporters in the audience. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, we're still unsure about this. <laughs> He's just so cute, though. <sighs> I just, I mean, but really, like, I mean, if you are looking, like, even, even if you are not actively racist, if you are a white person who is like, 
I am open. I am learning. I am understanding. You are still racist because you're a white person in this country, no matter what, because you were raised with that and you, you just walk around with that. And that is like, that is white privilege that everybody's talking about. It's like, mm, I don't know if that's white privilege. And white privilege is discussing whether you have white privilege. <laughs> Hang on, I need a break. <laughs> Which I know is white privilege. <sighs> to take a break is very white. Um, look, I also know I am white. That is why I'm saying this. <sighs> anyway, I don't know what else to say about that. Good Lord, do you guys think that Donald Trump was on coke or yes or no? <laughs> even think about it because I have been watching debates since I was like six years old and it has never occurred to me like oh that guy might be on coke but all of a sudden here we are in 2016 and Donald Trump is running for president and even if he wasn't on coke last night there's definitely some remnants I feel like that guy has done enough coke that 10% of his body is coke <laughs> And I think, like, all of the Republican debates, he just had, like, just a crew of people that he could just shit on. And he could go from one to one and, and then just take a break. And so it was, like, collapsed nostril cavity. Collapsed? Well, I'm all right. The other thing I need to talk about is insomnia. So that's why I'm saying things like collapsed. Anyway, I think that, that person is garbage. I think he's a garbage person, and I think he is like a terrible mirror of our society, and we need it, but not that much. <laughs> like, we need it right now, and then let's really pump the brakes. <laughs> let's learn a lesson for once. Maybe? Just maybe. Perhaps. Because, like, it really, it, it really is absolutely true that if... Look, I am a Hillary Clinton supporter, and I have been, and you can have problems with her, I have problems with her. I know that she is an out-of-touch white person because most white people are out-of-touch white people. But she is at least listening and at least willing to change and willing to apologize for mistakes she's made, which is a thing that we actually need in this country, period. Apologies for mistakes. We've never apologized for slavery. We could maybe start with that. Literally, I believe she might be the person who would be like, you know what? I've apologized for everything. I'm fine with this. I'm going to do it. Like, I think she might do it. She would, she would do it. <laughs> uh, what if a woman in a, in a pantsuit just apologized for, just stood in front of America and said, we were fucking wrong. <laughs> we are very sorry. Because, like, racists are like, get over it! And then, like, liberals are like, <laughs> So, just, let's just apologize. Anyway. Oh, I was going to say something else about that. No, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I said something about slavery, and now, I'm just, now my head's exploding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I was just going to say, this is what I was going to say. It came back. Thanks for, thanks for hanging tough with me. I know you came to a comedy show to escape all this, and now I'm just... Let's go to a comedy show. I'm so sick of politics. Donald Trump! You guys know. You know you're going to go to a comedy show in Los Angeles. One person's going to talk about it. Just happens to be the host on this show. So, but my, my bigger point about voting in November is that if by some freak accident Donald Trump is elected and the idea is to let it burn, it is his policy, if he has any, that he would implement that scares me. And it is his, like, his supreme justice picks, which would probably be Ivanka Trump. <laughs> or perhaps, if we're lucky, Animal from The Muppet Show. <laughs> But what also scares me to the same amount is the notion to his supporters, who at this point 
are white nationalist racists in this country, white supremacists. We all know that. We're watching the videos. You cannot deny that that is true. Certainly there are some people that are like, well, I don't know if I'm into the wall per se. <laughs> it's shades, but it, that's what it is. I mean, I, he, he supports stop and frisk, so I think we've settled that. Like, he, it's a racist movement. He's also proud of starting the birther movement. He's a racist. And so that is actually what we would be saying is now, okay. It's okay again. We've spent all this time as a country and a people trying to stop hate. Like, we just have been trying to stop it. And if we elected, somehow elected him, everyone would just think that was okay again. And everyone's lives who don't fit Donald Trump and his supporters' idea of what is an American would have a terrible and probably short life. And so that is why I urge you to vote in November. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but just seriously think about it. (laughs) Seriously think about it. Because she is not going to make the same just primal mistakes that this man would make. And the people that support her would not then go out in the streets with fucking AR-15s in their neighborhoods searching for Muslim people. Like, it, it, we would, it would be terrible. It would be really bad. So now I'm going to tell some jokes. Because I don't want to end on that. Um, and I know we have to get into the show. But um, I don't want to end on killing Muslim people because that is not a way to end. And we're not going to end that way. Right? We're not going to end that way, America. I was, like, kind of joking about my gender. And I was in... Toronto, and I feel like maybe people are like, God, why don't you just shut up about people misgendering her? And like, yeah, I will when people stop misgendering me. <laughs> Straight up, I will. But almost every day I get a new one, so it's like I gotta share. Because um, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And this is also part of it. Like, if, if we allow this garbage heap to be elected, this would also be just a problem that would be pushed across the entire country. And people who don't fit into a gendered uh, binary will just be shoved out into this. It, it'll be terrible. We won't be able to go to the bathroom anywhere. We won't be able to be, buy houses. Like, it, it, it's not just the bathroom, and it's not just, I don't care where you pee. It's like, I care that you're a human. That's what that law is about, is saying, like, I don't know if this person is a human being because they wear pants and not a dress. Like, it's actually disgusting. And so it has come back into my life. Like, for straight up for a while, it didn't happen very often. There was a, a minute there, um, I think after we got marriage, equal marriage, where, like, people were like... <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, my God, look at all these kinds of people. This is great. And then everybody went, this is scary. There's kinds of people out there. And so then we have the, the bathroom law. And I was in Canada, of all goddamn places, because Canada has had equal marriage for, I don't know, 400 years or whatever it is. <laughs> they love to brag about that, because I say, like, I'm married, and they're like, whoa, good I'm like, all right, Canada. <sighs> I know you have, like, socialized medicine, but you're super into hockey, okay? <laughs> but I went into a bathroom, and I made the fatal mistake in a public restroom, a women's public restroom, of wearing a hat. I donned a cap in a women's restroom, and I had my back to the bathroom and was, like, drying my hands, and I heard, you know, I have these, like, senses from, from going into women's public restrooms my whole life of being like, there's another. Either I feel it or I hear the door. You know, it's one of those two. Um... And so I heard this person, this woman come into the bathroom and she was like, hey, what are you doing? Like started that whole thing and I turned around, went a little bit like this. <laughs> Which again, shouldn't matter, but it's a defense mechanism. It just happens now. I can't help it. <sighs> and then she went, oh, yeah. I was just wondering because the sink wasn't working. And then went into the... She tried to cover it up with the sink. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, we are going to start the show. I didn't sleep at all last night. I literally slept 40 minutes. So that's why I'm having a great set right now. Um, I'll say this last thing and then we'll bring up your first comic because uh, he's one of my favorite dudes. Um, 
I said this last week, and I'm just going to say it again because I think it is goddamn funny. But I was going through the TSA line, and I uh, have TSA pre, but for some reason it wasn't on my ticket, and I'll tell you more about that later. Because that was an experience that happened in Burbank. Anyway, so I didn't have TSA pre, so I had to go through this thing. And I walked up to the little the waiting mat. So I was on the waiting mat, waiting to go. Mousetrap diver style, just... Ready to go. Waiting for that marble. <laughs> so I was clearly waiting, clearly waiting my turn, waiting for the, the little hand to let me know I need to come on through, come on through, come on through, come on through, come on through. A little latex glove. They never have the right size either. Can we get the TSA officers the correct size latex glove so it doesn't look like a windsock that they're wearing? I feel like they'd maybe be happier. Anyway, so she's like got like a number one fan of the airport going like, come on, come on. So she, and I don't even get a foot off the mat and somebody just walks in front of me. So, yo, <laughs> I knew you guys would relate. Somebody just cut me in line and you guys went, <gasps> So already I'm like, oh, this is, this is war right now. I better go in next because I was here. I'm an only child, I love rules. That wasn't the rules! So then that guy gets done. It takes a while, because he doesn't understand the rules. Like, puts his hands out like this. <laughs> so then he goes out, and I step the fuck in, because I'm like, I'm not getting cut again. This is bullshit, I am 34 years old. So I get in there, and I had my head to the left, because the, the woman running the thing was like still looking at me. <laughs> And as I turned my head back, another woman had gotten in the machine with me. <laughs> and I just don't understand what part of that machine. It may have been her first time. I understand that. However, this is as though you were at a mattress store and another person that you didn't know was testing out a twin-size mattress. And you're like, well, I got to test it out too. I mean, I honestly had to be like, ma'am! I had to squeegee her off of my own body. <laughs> anyway, are you guys ready to get this show started? Please vote. <laughs> please, please vote. Please vote, please vote. This first comic is in from Chicago. We love it when he stops by. He ran an awesome open mic in Chicago where I started doing stand-up comedy. So please give a warm welcome to Adam Burke. Hey, one more time for Rhea Bochy, everybody. Very funny. Thanks for being here. I do, man. I live in Chicago, but I grew up in Northern Ireland and London, so now I had this stupid fucking accent. <laughs> My accent now, it's just thick enough to be annoying, but not enough to be charming. <laughs> this is the verbal equivalent of someone who's got one leg that's slightly shorter than the other. It's not weird enough where you're gonna say anything, but you definitely want your suspicions confirmed <laughs> by the end of the night. You guys look nice, you guys look hip. I have developed a look where I could walk into any community college in the country and just start teaching. <laughs> No one would call security. <laughs> it's way too late. A friend of mine said, if you don't want to look like that, change up your look. Wear like a leather jacket or something. I said, if I wore a leather jacket, I'd still look like a college professor, just one that's definitely trying to fuck the students. Like, it's not good luck. They knew I was coming, man. They fucking turned up the heat to 100 degrees. This is ridiculous. I can't stand it. I'm staying at a place and the fucking air conditioning broke. If you've never tried, if you've never tried to have 100 degrees with no air conditioning, I can't recommend it enough. Just, there's nothing greater than waking up like you're in the final stages of full-blown malaria. Just, the fever dreams alone. So, like, I'm a pasty fuck. It's so embarrassing. I left the house at 6.30 this evening, and I still applied sunscreen. Do you know how embarrassing that is? When you can't defeat the thing when it's at its weakest? Like, that's like I couldn't defeat Rocky from Creed. Do you know what I mean? 
10 feet fucking cancer, Rocky. You're, I've got freckles. Freckles suck. Freckles are just a tan that couldn't get its shit together. It's all, <laughs> I don't like it. I turned, uh, turned 40 this year. No, no. You guys are wrong. The rest of you, that is the correct response. Thank you so much. Just silent despair. Just the dread anticipation of the grave. What sucks about those milestone landmark birthdays, like 30, 40, is people come up to you on the day, don't you? On the, pe on the day, people come up like, so 40, huh? Feeling any different? <laughs> Feeling any different? Someone was doing that to me. I was about to get irritated. And then I remembered I had just eaten an entire pot brownie. It's the one time that question has been appropriate. <laughs> Actually, I do feel a little different. <laughs> like I want to climb into your eyebrows and take a nap. Is that 40? <laughs> <laughs> I'm old enough now, people have to explain slang to me. It's very embarrassing. My girlfriend had to ex explain to me what the slang term otter means. You guys know what otter? If you don't know, otter is a homosexual gentleman who's both quite slender and very hairy. Otter. <laughs> Makes sense. But otter, I think, should also mean anyone who lies on their back with a laptop on their chest. <laughs> and types. Like, it doesn't have to be either or, but it should definitely be both. I took this otter home last night. It was a total otter. You wouldn't get the fuck off Facebook. <laughs> I had to get new glasses recently because I broke the old pair. I don't know if you know this. The only thing nerdier than wearing glasses is breaking your glasses. Because you can't even say it without going, I broke my glasses. Like, people picture you doing it while dropping an armful of books. And then the school quarterback steps on them. I had to get a new pair, and I went to this really fancy optometrist where all of the staff were incredibly good-looking. Or at least, I think they were. <laughs> I think that's the new eye test. If you hit on the receptionist, they're like, yeah, you fucking need LASIK. I don't say it. That is a lamp. <laughs> Do you know that we've had eyeglasses for 700 years, and that's still one of our main solutions to poor vision, is just strapping telescopic windows to our face? <laughs> What were the other proposals in the 14th century? It was one guy like, clearly what we need to do is take glass and grind it down into either convex or concave lenses. And one guy's like, yeah, we could do that. Or we could just make everything in the world bigger. <laughs> the first guy's like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Oh, I get it. You're joking. You're kidding around. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm kidding while trying to hide an eight-foot spoon. <laughs> And if you like that, I like you. As far as I'm concerned, that's the best one. It all goes downhill from here. Not good at being an adult human person. Terrible with money. I looked at my credit score recently. It was 520. That's not the bad part. I thought that was good. I thought that meant I could buy 520 things. That is not what it means. I just hate credit scores. I feel like the banks are like the snooty fraternity just assigning you an arbitrary value. Oh, Kevin thinks he's a 780, but really he's a 520. It's like, fuck you, Chase. <laughs> and that's perfect, because Chase sounds like a member of Phi Beta Gamma. His girlfriend's definitely called Morgan. And she's definitely fucking a guy called JP, so that joke is so good. My credit score just went up. That's how that works. I do uh, have a girlfriend. I live with her. I like her. I find that that helps. And she's a dancer. She does belly dance and burlesque. And people hear that and they're like, ooh, that must be pretty saucy. Must be pretty spicy. Your life must be one never-ending sriracha milkshake. I'm like, first of all, that sounds disgusting. You are fired from Dairy Queen. But it is cool. She'll get home at night after a gig. She'll take her clothes off. She'll throw them on the floor. And I know that she is going to leave them there for about nine months. She's the messiest motherfucker I ever met. <laughs> Thanks to her, it's like we live in a cotton swamp. It's like we live on the inside of a Salvation Army donation bin. And we're just two discarded sock monkeys supine amongst the cardigans. 
The pets will go missing for days upon end, and then the cat will just emerge from a cocoon of spangly scarves, only now it's bedazzled with glitter and rhinestones. So it doesn't even look like a cat. It looks like a dog doing a cat drag act, just swatting around the apartment, this feline impersonator. It's not even meowing. It's lip-syncing to an Instagram video, like, hi, I'm Kitten Caboodle. Actually, we called you Patches, but if this is how you need to express yourself, this is a very open-minded house. So, <laughs> people are like, but well, thank you, buddy. Thank you, Robert Hines. People are like, well, what about what about when her friends come over and they rehearse group numbers? That must be pretty sexy. I'm like, I don't know. I'm normally confined to the bedroom and I can just hear them through the wall. And they're out there going arms out and twist and twist and tap 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 and stick it and relax. And I'm so gullible, they could be doing anything in there. They could be doing heroin, it'd be the exact same. Arms out and twist and twist and tap, tap, tap and stick it and relax. Wow, that must have been some rehearsal. You guys look exhausted. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Adam Burke, enjoy the rest of your show. Cheers. Adam Burke, you guys. Let him hear it. Because you know what this piece of paper says? It says, supining amongst the cardigans. And that is just four words that that gentleman just said. So give it up for Adam Berg one more time. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, well, let's keep this show going because we have so many amazing comics on the show. I want you to see them all. This next comic, we love it when he stops by. He has a great show called Good Looks. You guys, keep it going for Andrew Bouchon. <laughs> What up, fools? Y'all ready to party? You ready to party or what? Okay, I'm just kidding a little. Just kidding, everyone. Uh, I do apologize. Um, it's going to be a lot less like that for me and a lot more like private liberal arts school up here for a few minutes. So um, buckle up. Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, the reason why everyone laughed is because I look weak. Okay. <laughs> but it's all right. I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, I do kind of want to connect with the crowd deeply and emotionally and spiritually before I get started with my own set here. So I'd just like to ask, um, has anyone here in the audience ever like, um, had sex with anyone for any reason or anything? Okay, some of you, cool, just bridging that gap, a little too excited, okay, overcompensating, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no, I was actually just, sexuality I think is an interesting thing. I was actually just reminded of a, of a sexually, uh, a story of sexual nature by something that Adam said. He was talking about the word otter, the term otter, which I've never heard before, but um, it reminded me of a sexual thing that I saw at the zoo. Um, this is, I've never talked about this on stage, but um, I had sex with an otter, no. Uh, <laughs> No, I was at the zoo, and there's a zoo that I used to go to in Portland, Oregon, and every time I would go, I would see this one otter self-fellating, like, sucking its own otter dick. And it was really funny to watch, not even because of, like, visually, but it was just really funny to stay there and just watch, like, parents come by and have to explain this <laughs> to their kids. Like, the kid would get there first, and he'd be like, oh, and the kid would be like, mom, what's the otter doing? And the mom would, like, kind of run up and be like, oh, the otter's just, um... He's, um, he's hungry. Look at the whale. Come over here. Like, really trying to distract uh, the kid from the truth. Um, not my... I've never talked about that on stage, and we're going to take it back. I didn't say that. So, um, <laughs> perfect. Um, has anyone here ever been in or out of a relationship or anything? Okay, again, just trying to connect with the crowd here. Um, uh, I'm in a relationship with someone right now, and she's very into astrology. Uh, and we when we first started dating, she kept trying to assess whether her and I were astrologically compatible. That was something that was important to her. Is anyone here into that kind of thing? Actually, this is a better way to get at the idea of astrology. Is there anyone here who's skeptical? Anyone here who's not into astrology? You're skeptical, sir? Get on up here. I'm kidding. You can stay right there. Um, <laughs> just joking. Can I ask you a couple questions, though? I think you're going to nail it. Absolutely. Okay, what's your name, sir? Okay, we got Robert right here. He's in the front row. Does not believe in astrology. You live in the Los Angeles area, Robert? I do. Are you in like your 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, somewhere in that age range? Cool. I don't need to know exactly what your age is, just a little bit um, about what makes you tick. So we got Robert right here. Lives in the Los Angeles area in his 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Does not believe in astrology. Not for him. Okay, one final question, Robert. Are you a Libra by any chance? Okay, Robert is not a Libra. The answer is no. Not a big deal. Totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. One out of 12 times, though? That thing I just did, 
is going to totally blow someone's mind. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's going to be a huge breakthrough watershed moment for them. You know, it's going to change the course of their life forever. Um, it didn't happen. You know, the best magic tricks, as we all know, work about 8% of the time. Uh, it didn't happen today with my boy Robert. That's okay. Um, we all have off nights, folks. We all have off nights. And for Robert, his was tonight. And, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, man. For you, to, for you to even speak up like that in this crowd full of people, that was like such a Scorpio kind of... No? It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I had to... Uh, had, to <laughs> had to try again. I appreciate... Uh, you being so willing to do that. This is such a fun crowd. I think this is like I love the crowd here is so lively and energetic. I love. I'm going to continue the audience participation thing. We're gonna we're gonna start with you and we're gonna go around the room. Um, if you could just share like your deepest regret, just like I'm kidding. Don't actually don't actually think about it, please. It's just uh, just a joke. Oh, I hope the show goes well for me. I did pay four thousand dollars to do it. Um, <laughs> And thank you so much to the producers for giving me the discount. That was really nice. Very nice of them. Uh, does anyone here have a family or anything? I wanted to share a, a quick thing that happened uh, with my family. It's a true story, and uh, maybe you'll think it's funny. So um, my father and my brother, a little bit of backstory. Um, I'm pulling my phone up because there's emails involved in this story. My father and my brother are both very into conspiracy theories. They've been into conspiracy theories pretty much my whole life. It's not really for me, but it's something that they believe in, and they'll often send me emails and texts of like some sort of video that I should watch that proves something that isn't true. And um, <laughs> It's something that's very important to them. I'll always watch the video. I'll always read the story, just because if it's something that captivates their imagination, I like to at least entertain the idea. Um, so I received an email from my brother um, three months ago. This is a real email. Um, you cannot fake a picture of an email on a phone. Um, <laughs> no, but this is truly real. So it's from my brother. It's sent to me and my father. Again, my father and my brother, both into conspiracy theories. This is what the email says. Subject line is deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah. It has a link to a website, and then it says this. Dad, Andrew, I would implore you both to watch this video in its entirety. The, pl the flat earth debate is the most important topic <laughs> of our time. <laughs> Buckle up. The email doesn't say buckle up. I'm telling you guys to buckle up. <laughs> Everything we've been told our entire lives has been a lie. It is not my intention to make you to believe, but to, in the very minimum, leave a mental marker in your streams of thoughts and consciousness. Love and God bless. Capitalize God. We were not raised religious. I've never heard my brother use the word God before. <laughs> Michael. So, um, a few things have happened here. Uh, one, my brother uh, thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> Full biological brother who loves listening to this podcast. Two, <laughs> just kidding. Two, uh, that belief in a flat earth has inspired in him an equally important belief in the one true God, capitalized G. I guess, I guess in his mind, it's like someone had to squash that pancake of the earth. Uh, and for him, it's God. I know that a pancake isn't squashed, it's just kind of poured out. Um, but the earth is round, so the accuracy of my metaphor doesn't really matter. So. I watched the video. I watched the video. Um, it was 90 minutes too long, and it was only 70 minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's hosted on like the same Angel Fire website from 1997 that like every conspiracy theory thing is posted on. It's like you're gonna be listening to music, whether or not you want to, right away. Turn down those speakers. I just feel like if you alone know the truth about the how the universe is constructed, and you're like in on this huge secret, can't you afford a Squarespace account <laughs> or something? to get your idea across in a way that isn't visually appalling. So I watched the whole video. I'd explain it to you guys here tonight, but I have to get out of here soon, so I don't have enough time. Just imagine that I said a bunch of hilarious stuff and you all laughed a bunch. So um, I watched it and I said, Michael, I sat down and watched the video. Uh, I have some thoughts. I'm not really convinced. It just seems absurd to think that every scientist, astronomer, and even commercial airline pilot is somehow engaged in some huge conspiracy over the shape of the earth, a fact that itself doesn't seem to benefit anyone if either situation is true. It's like, if we think the earth is one shape, but in reality it's another shape, who's benefiting from that scenario? <laughs> who is, like, making out... Actually, I did think about that further, though, and the people who are the, behind the conspiracy, if it is, in fact, true, are the folks who manufacture and distribute globes. <laughs> because they are cleaning up. Um... I just said, also, I just think you're obsessing about this. You're a legal pot farmer in Colorado. The shape of the earth has no impact on your day-to-day -day life, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And then um, I need to get out of here, but then my father responded, and that's why I'm sharing it with you all here tonight. His response is insane. Here we go. Um, again, my dad into conspiracy theories, but even this was too much for him. Hi, Mike. 
I watched about 40 minutes of the video and did not feel at all moved by the arguments they made. They seemed to dwell a great deal on criticizing the non-believers. Either way, like Andrew says, it really does not affect our lives. Don't worry about it, son. It is just a distraction. Focus on something really important. Like 9-11 truth, love dad. I 100%, I guarantee you, the email said that. So I am in the market for a new family, if anyone has a lead. My name is Andrew, give it up for Rhea. Thank you all so much. I mean, if the earth is flat, perhaps gongs are the true globes. <laughs> I was sitting back there going like, well, it would be a pancake kind of, and then you flip it around. Oh, gong! There it is. Um, I have a second to talk about this. So I have insomnia, and it is a thing that uh, it's, I've had it twice in like the past four days, which means it's a raging. It's that season again. Um, and the only thing that helps me with my insomnia, because I also sleepwalk, but I don't really walk, I just stand. I sleep stand in the middle of a room until I or someone else wakes me up. Usually my wife wakes me up and is like, hey, you're sleepwalking again. And I'm like, I know. And I do not know. So it's weird that that's my first response. I know. Because if I knew, maybe I wouldn't be doing it. I don't know. Maybe I'd just be like, continue sleeping instead of walking standing like a weirdo um but the only thing that helps me with my insomnia and my sleep lurching i lurking lurching would be like the sleep lurking is the joke that my wife already made so i just ripped her off anyway don't tweet about it (sighs) i don't want to start that twitter feud with my wife my wife. Anyway, sorry. So the only thing that helps is medical marijuana, of course, and I'm talking about it. Hang on. Get ready. Buckle up. Um, and I was just thinking about that because I was in Ohio, and I had a little... I just have, like, a little vape pen. I, I, I'm not in it for the lifestyle, okay? <laughs> I'm in it for the ease of use, so that's, that's it. Um, and I happened to, like, have it with me on the golf course. Because, I mean, realistic, I, I wanted to brag to these Ohio dudes and be like, eh, check out the future, guys. <laughs> and they were in shock. They just, like, they, they were holding it. Like, I mean, I just, I honestly felt like I was time traveling. Like, I'd gone into the paths and was like, hey, here's a, an iPhone. And then uh, Marty McFly was like, what? You know. <laughs> Where do you put the tape in? Or whatever. <laughs> But it was reminding me of, like, buying pot and the dumb thing of, like, buying pot from somebody and then that person would smoke it with you. I never understood that concept. Although, I mean, I understand it from, like, a gratitude point of view, but that never felt like what was happening. It was more like a, oh, you're giving me half of what you just paid me for, which is just rude. And I'm so glad that, like, pot is legal for that. I mean, there's so many reasons that it will be great. Because, like, people will be be released from prison. So that's definitely a better reason than, like, oh, you don't have to smoke pot with a dealer. (laughs) But I'm a comedian, and I'm trying to talk about light things uh, occasionally. So, but what it reminded me of, additionally, is it's very similar to this experience I had of buying my first car when I was in high school. That I, like, went, and my mom didn't know how to buy a car. And I didn't know how to buy a car because I was in high school. So I was trying my best. And I like test drove a 98 Malibu, Chevy Malibu. um, And then decided, all right, this is the only one I drove. I'll I'll probably just buy this one. That seems like a sound choice. I'm also 16. So I should definitely be making this decision for my life. And it was Ohio and the Midwest. And it snows there. And it gets very cold. And so we got in the car after we signed all the paperwork. And it was cold when I bought the car because my car had broken down and I needed a car. And so it was freezing out when we bought it. And the car salesman was like hanging out. I'm, you know, trying to get everything set up in the car the way I needed to be set. And then I turn on the car and I'm like still looking. And he's right here in the window. I roll it because he's like, oh, what, what, what do you need? What do you need? And I'm like, oh, I'm just looking for the, uh, the rear defroster. You know, the thing that you press a button and it's those little lines and it heats up the back window of the car and then you don't have to spend three hours waiting for the ice to slowly melt off of the back of your car i was like yeah i'm just i'm just looking for the uh, rear defroster and then i looked up and he was gone (laughs) 
Because I think that was the only car in existence that did not have a rear defroster on it. And he took off, and there was just like a, a shape of a coat. And that is the inverse of a dealer smoking pot with you. Being like, rear defroster? Nope. Just out of it. All right, you guys ready to keep the show rolling? We have three more comics left. They're all amazing. You're going to love them all. This next comic plays on my baseball team. Can you believe it? Not softball, goddammit. Baseball team. She also runs a great show at the record store in Los Feliz that I love, High Fidelity. It's called Ha Fidelity. Every first Sunday of the month, you guys keep give a warm welcome to Courtney Carwall, please. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Somebody went home. <laughs> um, before I get started real quick, can everybody see me? All right. All right. Cool. Just wanting to because of my t-shirt. Um, thanks. <laughs> Growing up, I had a school bully. Um, he hated the amount of hair on my arms. So did I. Uh, <laughs> like, I was an infant born with eyebrows. You can see my hair in the back row of extended family photos from a distance. Um, so yeah, the carpet matches the rug. And... And the curtains. It's a whole living room set. Between these two cushions is a table runner. So. <laughs> cool. Um. <laughs> but he came up to me one day and he said, did you know that if you have hair on your knuckles, that means you're gay? And I was like, oh my gosh. Does my mom know my dad's gay? <laughs> Like, that's crazy. So, <laughs> so at 10, I went home, and I told my mom, I go, Mom, I think Dad's gay. And she said, he might be, but I'll still love him. <laughs> so my mom yelled, Craig, are you gay? And he goes, no, but I've thought about it. And my mom goes, no. Anyways. <laughs> that's, that's the end of that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was fortunate enough one summer to go to church camp. So uh, I love potato salad. Um, but the year I went to church camp, the camp was specifically into taking pop songs and making them prayer songs. Like, they loved the band Chumbawamba that year. Do you guys remember them? Yeah. The song, I Get Knocked Down. So instead of, I take a whiskey drink, I take a vodka drink, we sang, I take a morning prayer, I take an evening prayer. I take a prayer that this camp will be over soon. And I take a prayer that I never have potato salad again. Um, they couldn't turn water into wine, but they could take uh, punk rock and turn it into Christian rock, huh? <laughs> Something Jesus wouldn't even listen to. And he's been alive twice, so it's crazy. I'm um, just checking in again, though. Can everybody see me all right? Okay. Just wondering because of my shirt again. Um, yeah. In case you're wondering what I did there, I did a callback two jokes in. It's a comedy rule. You can learn if you spent a million dollars on improv classes like I did. So, um, <laughs> You guys, just when I thought this world couldn't get any worse, Pitbull goes and releases a new single. God, that guy's the worst. I don't like him. Um... His single is, red light, green light, everybody take a shot. It's like, what? <laughs> the dude's in his like, mid to late 30s, forcing all his buddies to still take shots. It's just like, chill out, man. <laughs> like, I feel like Pitbull's the guy that graduated high school and three years later still attends prom. So, I don't know. I mean, like, if I was 17, I'd want to date him. He walks, <laughs> he walks... 
He walks around uh, just yelling countries' names. I'd ace every geography test. So. But he does that now, and people are like, he's still doing that? Yeah, he is. He's still forcing all his buddies to just, ugh. Anyways. He's rich. He's guaranteed at least 10 friends at all times. He'll be fine. I don't care. Um... Ever since I turned 18, my grandpa's been trying to get me to sign up for the Marines. So, I don't know if you've seen me. Um, I do have a lot of respect for those that serve, though, mainly because I could never do it. Like, the other day I spilled jam on my chest, and I made a piece of toast to clean it up. So, um, but I have always wanted to go on tour, though. That's an exciting thing. Uh, like, it's 2016 and the Dead Sea Scrolls are still touring. That's crazy. They've been on tour since 2008. Old Paper has toured the whole U.S., the whole Obama administration, and I can't even get booked in Covina. So, uh, you don't have to feel bad for me. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe this is my opportunity. Uh, I'm not a really big fighter, though. I like to stay on the back lines. They talk marine talk <laughs> the rest of the night. Um, but <laughs> I feel like if it was my turn to go out, I would uh, say, want to talk to them. And so I'd go over and I'd be like, listen, I get it. You don't like us. I don't like me either. But would you be willing to like my Facebook page? So I don't know. Um, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um, I'll leave you guys with this one. Recently, I went to... I've been trying to save money, so I went to Costco and bought underwear. Um, and they're a, little, they're a little lighter than normal. And um, so I was, like, wearing them, and I just had my, my period... Stay with me on this one. I just had my period. And so I was like, this is weird. Like, why am I spotting? I shouldn't be spotting. And I realized, like, I wasn't spotting... It's coming from my butt. That's crazy. I've been wiping too hard. So, thank you. I'm Courtney. gotta be gentle with yourself just gotta take a lot of care sometimes you really just gotta slow down I don't know if you guys have an Apple watch but there's a new update and it'll buzz your wrist every now and then to remind you to breathe and sometimes you just need to breathe <laughs> uh, I was thinking recently about my relationship I have been in my relationship for five years now no, four. <laughs> Whoopsie. Anyway, whatever. I was rounding up, you know. Uh, uh. Relationships are like decimals, right? <laughs> but I was thinking, I was trying to determine which was uh, harder on our relationship. Sharing a single dresser for three years. <laughs> or one iPhone cord for one day. <laughs> It's a toss-up, but I think the iPhone cord is slowly edging out the dresser. All right, you guys, we have two comics left. Are you ready for them? They're both fantastic, and I cannot wait for you to hear their jokes. This next comic moved here from Portland. She just recorded her album this summer, and it comes out on Kill Rockstars. Same label as me. Can you believe it? It's coming out this November, so please buy that when it comes out. You guys, give a warm welcome to Amy. Oh, it's also her first time on the show, and I almost blew it. So give a huge first time welcome to Amy Miller. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Rhea, everybody. Ah, oh, this is fun. What a great show. I'm just so happy to be out of the house. Um... <laughs> Because I have a little guy back home that I love so much. Um, I'm not a mother. I just have a really young boyfriend. 
Oh my God, he's precious. I love him so much. I feel bad for my young boyfriend a lot of the time because I feel like I can't provide for him that thing that a lot of young men want of having like a trophy girlfriend. Listen, I know what's going on up here. Look, I'm cute. It's something, right? It's not, it's not nothing, right? But it's not a trophy, you know? I just can't provide that to someone. I'm not a trophy as a woman. I'm a little bit more like a Stanley Cup, you know? Just more impressive to Canadian men. Yeah. yeah. Most of the people that have won it are missing teeth and have anger problems. Yeah. That's fine. We've been living in L.A. only like um, two months and we have a really aggressive skunk problem. <laughs> no one warns you about the skunks in Los Angeles. We have a, an aggressive skunk outside of our apartment building and I'm worried because we have a cat and I'm just like worried this skunk is going to mistake her for a skunk and just follow her around and not take no for an answer. Um, okay, do you guys know that when you watch... I'm not shitting you right now. When you watch a Pepe Le Pew cartoon while you're in France, he's Italian. I swear to you. And I love, I love that the French were just like, this is offensive. We don't appreciate this stereotype. We're not creeps, okay? Italians are creeps. This is weirdest. I've been, I, I did move from Portland, as Rhea said. I was there for three years, and so this is like the first time I've seen sun every day in quite a long time. And it's awesome, because I'm developing this thing that I've kind of always wanted, which is just like the crackly crinkle chest <laughs> of the aging white lady. You can see it. It's out. I'm proud. You can take a look at it. It's fine. I love it if you if you like guys like don't know what I'm talking about. so when you're um, like an aging white lady and you get too much sun and you have like some heavy hangers okay thank you thank you very much um, when you sleep at night like you can't sleep on your front because there's a lot of stuff here and so you just end up alternating like sleeping on your back and sleeping on your side sleeping on your back and sleeping on your side and all night it's just a beautiful accordion song of your skin folding and unfolding just like a whimsical Tom Waits tune and then you wake up and then like the fold is more pronounced every day and then I have freckles too and so I got a freckle and then it's just great when you're out because it just looks like like, somebody's pouring, like, coffee grounds down a hotel sink all the time. And I just... I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of it for a really specific reason, because all of my aunts have it. Like, I have um, eight aunts. There's no men in our family. We don't even know where they are. They just... They just, like, die or go to jail, but we've never missed them. And I don't know. And all my aunts have it. Because I'm from, like, outside pe white people, you know, like, outside, what, like, like not outdoorsy, like, outside white people. Like, <laughs> like, people who have lived and worked outside, you know? Like, my family all got to California because we were Okies, you know, came the Dust Bowl migration. I think Okies is the cutest slur for poor people. Um, and so, like, all my ancestors, like, picked cotton. And so we just, like, lit, we just, like, bake ourselves in the sun and, like, live forever and... <laughs> And we all get this same chest fold, and I love it so much because I, I just was, I was, as a kid, I was like, when am I gonna get that? <laughs> Happened a little earlier than I thought, I'm gonna be honest, but um, I like it. I wear it as a badge of honor because I know when I see like this crinkle in a white lady's chest, I know a few things about her right away, okay? I know she can pickle fucking anything, okay? <laughs> I know that she loves to party, and I know that she does not vote. Now, I just, I just picture, like, post-apocalypse. It's just going to be, like, a bunch of aging ladies, like, sitting around, sitting around a fire, just cooking up the best chili you ever had out of the meat of men. And I, for one, cannot wait. <laughs> Like Rhea, I also have uh, suffer from insomnia. Do you guys? Is anybody else in here? Okay. Anybody else not slept a full night in thirty-five years? 
Anybody? Okay, great. I've always struggled with sleep problems, even since I was a kid, and uh, it's frustrating when that's true, because now at this point, I'm an adult, people want to give me tips, you know, and people will be like, oh, well, you can't sleep at night because you look at screens and you drink. I'm like, really? Because I never could sleep through the night as a kid, and like, iPhones didn't exist then, and I was drinking a really reasonable amount. Just red wine with dinner, you know? We'll splash a NyQuil, maybe. I also have the friends who are having children and they know that I've always had sleep problems and now they're fucking having kids and they want to be like, man, this baby's got me up every three to four hours all night. I'm like, wow. It's so cool you have someone to hang out with. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Can I come over? I'm so bored. It's just lonely. It's like a very lonely life being up all night all the time and everyone else is asleep. And it's just like, it made me an old soul really early, I feel like. Because like, now what's nice is if I wake up in the middle of the night now, I can watch anything I want. But, you know, if you woke up in the middle of the night in 1986 and turn on the TV, like those commercials were not for you. <laughs> it just made me an old soul so early because I... I had this awareness like way too young that at some point in my future I was gonna fall down <laughs> and not physically be able to get up. And I guess like by that time in my life all my friends and family will have either died or abandoned me. I don't know where they are. And so I just have to push a button to ask some random white guy for help. <laughs> it's just a lot to take to third grade. That's all I'm saying. At this point, I'm creeped out by people who sleep well. Like, I, I'm with someone now who sleeps really well. I freaked out by you guys that, like, three people said you also have insomnia and the rest of you, what are you doing? You're just, like, closing your eyes at night and then, like, you see the world again eight hours later. And you don't know what anybody tweeted that whole time? That's crazy to me. It's crazy. I'm scared of you. I don't trust it. You should be a little bit scared of me. Because you're out that hard, and I'm just like, up? Like, I mean, do you know the kind of shit I could do to you in eight hours? I stole that joke from Bill Cosby. And he is a great comedian. Thank you guys so much. I mean, me. That was a great set about insomnia. I related to that a lot. Me and I think probably three other people in the audience. I get the same thing. Like, because my, in my family, it was like a failure if you went to bed. Because I lived in the house with my grandparents and my mom. And my mom would go to bed and my grandma would be like, huh, going to bed? Okay. And then I'd stay up and be like, well, I got to win. And my grandmother would just stay up. I don't know that she ever went down. She just stayed up. So to me, like going to bed is failure. But then you get out into the world and you're like, not sleeping is failure. So that is what my insomnia is about because I am also with a person who sleeps very easily because I lay down and then I hear... <sighs> and that is the sound of me being a failure. Is someone else just breathing normally, like a human being. And then my brain is like, well, like you thought, you're a failure. Would you like to review? Okay, hang on. And then I start a slideshow, and my brain is like, hey, do you remember in fifth grade when you sat down and you accidentally farted? And you thought nobody heard it. They did. You want to think about that one for a minute? I've got a couple of slides i got to load up. So maybe just churn that one. Can you remember everybody's names that sat at your lunch table in fifth grade? Yeah, you can. You got this one. All right, you guys ready for your final comic? Awesome. This is a great comic. We love it when he stops by. He was uh, one of the top ten on Last Comic Standing last time. You guys give a warm welcome to Mike Palasek. <laughs> Thank you. This is a great show. This is fun. I was doing uh, 
some shows at colleges recently. It's weird because the people that ha- like work on the show at colleges are very like intense and helpful, and they're not at the same time. <laughs> because there's no ne- I do st- I come up here and I talk. That's all I need. I did a show one time. This girl like every fit- she's like, "Do you need anything?" No, no, I'm good. She's like, "Come back. Do you need anything?" I felt bad for not needing anything. Like I wish that I had something to say. <laughs> What I really wanted to say was like, oh, I'll take some water and someone to talk to <laughs> who doesn't ask me what I need. <laughs> I watch TV. I like uh, the show Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. It gets... Uh, that was really medium response for <laughs> 23 Emmy nominations. Uh, but, I watched that show. I feel weird though, because uh, it's HBO and there's and there's always like some like graphic nudity, and like I have roommates and I watch it at night when they're asleep, and I always feel like they're gonna walk in, and I have to be like, oh, it's it's not what you think. It's, <laughs> they're related. So. <laughs> so it's worse than what you thought. I feel bad for the girls in that show because they had to be naked to get the job, and I don't know if they want to be naked. I just know they want to be actors. I don't think that's fair. No other job is like that. You never talk to a plumber like, how did you become a plumber? He's like, well, I learned a lot about plumbing, and then I did some naked plumbing to get my name out there. (laughs) Really flipped the career around. My, my girl, my girlfriend's an actor. She doesn't have a job, and uh, she called me one time. She's like, "Michael, I just don't know what to do. I only have ten cents in my account right now." Oh, well, you should go on The Price Is Right. <laughs> you just spent everything you had in your account except ten cents without going over. <laughs> You're gonna get both showcases with that. I wanted to be like, now the alarm's going off. <laughs> 10 cents. What, at $10, were you just standing outside of Walgreens like, I can rent six Redbox movies. My lifestyle shall not change. You can't even afford to give your opinion on things too many times with 10 cents, you know? She tries to tell me what to do. I'd be like, why don't you hold on to your two cents? (laughs) I don't want to take one-fifth of your net worth. (laughs) I, uh, I said I love you to my mom recently. I thought I was talking to my girlfriend. That's just happened. She, my girlfriend wasn't even in the state. I was staying with my parents, and I was typing something on the computer, and my mom was like, good night. And I was like, good night, I love you. Oh. <laughs> she, I think she knows a little bit, but I don't, it's not like a big difference to you guys or to her, but it's a big difference to me. Like, if my mom is one circle and my girlfriend is another circle, I don't want there to be a Venn diagram. <laughs> like, here's how they're similar. You might be like, Michael, why would you do a joke about thinking your mom was your girlfriend? Well, comedy is all about originality, and no one is stealing that joke. <laughs> You're not going to see that on Fat Juice Instagram. I was, uh, I was coming out of the airport one time, and there was a car that was driving. The guy wasn't looking. He wasn't looking the way he was driving. He was looking this way, which is bad, because everything you're going to hit is over here. <laughs> I've taken defensive driving three times. And uh, <laughs> he's not paying attention. There's a guy crossing the street, and he was on his phone. And this was before Pokemon Go, so there's no excuse. <laughs> and he was cro- And I get it, because it was a crosswalk, but this was Chicago, where there aren't crosswalks. There's just paint. Like, <laughs> right? A crosswalk in Chicago is where there's not going to be a car in five seconds and you can get across there. Like, they say there's a lot of gang violence in Chicago. I just think it's people from L.A. who think a crosswalk is a crosswalk. (laughs) And they get smacked and the news is like, another gang murder! No, he just believed. (laughs) I felt that way when I first came to L.A. I would go to across the crosswalk and I I felt like Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, making that leap from the lion's mouth. Just like... Anyways, the kid wasn't even paying attention, and the guy was driving not paying attention, and they almost hit each other. Uh, 
this is a story. I mean, I guess it's about, I was like, watch out. And then they both stopped and I saved their lives. Um, <laughs> well, at least one of their lives. The other one would have went to prison or down on his car or something. I don't know. I yelled, watch out. They both stopped. They didn't get hit and they walked away and, and didn't say anything. They didn't say thank you. They didn't act like anything happened at all. That'd be like if you were falling from a burning building and Superman caught you and set you on the ground and you were just like... I hope no one saw that. Catholic. I'm a practicing Catholic. I haven't been to any games yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's about as many Catholics as Game of Thrones fans in the audience. <laughs> it's weird because I don't agree with everything that's going on with that entity right now. Like, like the no, not Game of Thrones. The religion. <laughs> uh, I do have some problems with Game of Thrones. When we can talk about, um, they're different than the Catholic religion problems. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the government said that gay people could get married, and the Catholic Church was just like, ooh, ooh. We haven't talked about that in 100 years. So, no. Like, from what I've been told, if you're Catholic and you want to get married, you're supposed to be able to procreate, and gay people can't procreate because of science or whatever, which I, I don't know. If you're a religion and you're using science to exclude people from something... <laughs> Maybe, maybe you should look at your argument one more time. <laughs> I, I think that maybe gay people can procreate and we just need to believe. Okay. I, I believe in Virgin Mary and I can believe in gay Mark. <laughs> just write it down. You don't even have to put it in stone this time. Just put it on my iPad the next time it updates and I will attend the ceremony. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Have a good night. Mike Palasek, you guys let him hear it. And that was everybody on our show tonight. What a great show, right? Keep it going for everybody you saw. And for me, we're here every Tuesday night. Please come back and see us. Have a good one, you guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.